Every Hair Counts is a show about keeping the hair you have and replacing the hair you've lost. Hosted by Dr. Baines and Susan Jernigan from Jernigan's Hair Replacement Clinic. This episode is called, When You're Your Best Hair Solution, answering all your questions on PRP. Welcome to Every Hair Counts, and we've got a wonderful episode lined up today. I'm Jason Kong here in a packed studio. I've got Susan Jernigan, Dr. Sujeev Baines, and we've got uh, a couple guests that are going to be making their way through, one of which is Natasha Octobird. And Susan, we've got a wonderful show, and I'm very excited. So what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be discussing PRP, that is platelet-rich plasma. It is a procedure in which we use uh, your own blood, actually, to help in the regrowth and stabilization of hair and hair loss in both men and women. And with us today is Natasha, and she is our leading medical consultant. She's been with us for over 21 years. We've kind of all grown up together. And Natasha and Dr. Baines will be speaking a lot on the medical end of PRP, just what it does and how it works. Well, Natasha, I'm going to loop you in here, into the conversation here early to get a, an explanation of what PRP, platelet-rich plasma, is, how it works, how we recommend this for people. So for a PRP treatment, we initially do a blood draw on the patient. We then take it and spin it down in a centrifuge. After that's spun down, we go ahead and harvest off the top little layer of platelet-poor plasma and then the layer of the platelet-rich plasma. That platelet-rich plasma is then activated with some calcium chloride, and we use a little bit of plain lidocaine for the injections as well to make it more comfortable for the patients. We then inject this into the area of loss, and it will numb the area as well. After that's injected, we will do some microneedling in the area, cause a little bit of microtrauma, and increase the growth factor release from the platelets and apply the platelet-poor plasma on top of those micro wounds on top of the scalp. After the treatment, we just ask patients not to wash their hair for four hours and don't exercise for 24 hours. Patients generally do very well, very simple procedure in and out of the office. And so how long does a typical session last? A typical session takes around an hour. Okay, so this is just something that you could easily fit into a day. Absolutely. I've been doing them myself for many years, and I'll oftentimes get it at the end of a day on Friday when I'm just going home for the weekend. And Dr. Baines, can you tell us about how this works from your end? Sure. So the plasma contains numerous growth factors, about 19 to 20 growth factors. Those growth factors come from the platelets themselves, so it's uh, a natural part of your body. But when we spin the platelets down, the growth factors can be concentrated 7 to 10 times normal. And those growth factors then can work on the hair follicle in different ways. One way that they can help with the hair follicles promote blood supply. Another uh, avenue that they help is collagen synthesis, and they can actually help the stem cells in the hair follicle form new hair follicles. So we can see increased density as well with PRP treatment. Susan, I want to go back to you. If I'm a patient and I realize that I'm experiencing hair loss and I I want to go and find some treatment, how do I know that PRP is the best fit for me? So the best way to know if PRP is the best fit for you is to come in and see us. You call, you can make an appointment for a consultation. You can even do that online at journeygains.com. You can fill out a kind of a test form helps us to see where you are in your thought process with your hair loss and in your medical process with your hair loss. The consultations are free. 
Most of the time you will meet with Natasha and or Dr. Baines. Sometimes you meet with me. And when you come in, we will discuss with you PRP and a lot of other solutions. You know, online, everyone can can Google anything and, and get a, a gazillion videos of the good, the bad, and the ugly on anything you want to Google. With hair loss, that's also the same. You can Google PRP, and I'm sure you'll come up with a lot of videos. What videos can't tell you, though, is the entire story, the rest of the story. So you might see a video that's talking terrible about something, but they really can't give you the whole story. Same with a great video showing great results. So what we need to learn from you is your story. What is your story? And let us help you develop the rest of your story in your hair loss journey and recovering from it. Natasha, when you're in these consultations, Mm -hmm. is there a common question that you get or maybe a couple of common questions that you get that you think would be helpful? Oftentimes, patients ask if it's painful. It's a little pinch. Typically, I find it very comfortable when patients go through the treatments. They oftentimes say, that was a lot easier than what I expected. That's one of the big concerns that patients have. Another question is, will it work for me? And for that, it can depend on the type of hair loss you have, the stage of hair loss. That's why we like to do a free evaluation. When we do the evaluation, we're able to look at the hair under some magnification, see if we see the ostea, basically where the hair grows out of the scalp, see kind of where you are along the process and how likely it is to help you. Well, Dr. Baines, so that's good news for those who go through that consultation. So what is the outlook of treatment like? How many sessions uh, is typically involved in a uh, treatment plan? So like Natasha outlined, the hair follicle has to go through uh, several stages to finally get to the growth phase is what we're really looking for. So because of that, generally we need to do several treatments to enter into that phase and hopefully get a cessation of the hair loss itself. So the treatments are one treatment a month for three treatments, and then three months, and then an eventual maintenance period of six months. Oftentimes, patients prefer to stay with PRP because they don't want medications. They don't want a prescription medication with possible side effects or skin irritations or a daily use treatment. The ease of doing a periodic maintenance treatment after the initial four sessions over six months just coming in every six months works very well for a lot of the patients who aren't great at home maintenance or doing anything regularly. Yeah, having that appointment reminder come up is uh, a good way to keep you motivated and keep you on schedule because that is a big part that I don't think we've discussed a lot is that you know there is a lot of maintenance and regimen that's on the patient's end to make sure that the treatment is, continues to be effective. Absolutely. So with PRP, not having any daily routine, no daily pill or anything else is really works very well for a large portion of patients who just get busy. I know I get busy in my daily life and I forget to do things. Patients also, not every patient, but some patients are already on medications and they're still going through some hair loss. So PRP is a nice adjunct to that treatment because it can work synergistically with medications. There's one study actually that shows that PRP worked better when it was used with minoxidil compared to PRP alone. And Susan, I think this gets to the perfect storm that you often reference when it comes to treatment and making sure that you have this sort of craft solution for you that fits best for you. Yes. Finding your one solution that works best for you is is key. And it's hard to do that on your own. So it's important that you make an appointment and speak with professionals 
we would love for folks to come and speak to us, but at least go speak to somebody and really get all that information to help you in this journey. Oftentimes, some people will add an additive to PRP. So A-cell can actually be added in. It's a purified stem cell matrice of exogenous growth factors. Creates a matrice in the scalp that can extend the length of time and the quality of the results of PRP for certain patients. I'm glad you brought that up before we ended this segment here, Natasha. We're going to do a little chair shuffling here. We're going to be bringing in a guest who has some experience with PRP, and we're going to do that in just a bit. We're very pleased to have Julie with us here in the studio, and Julie is going to share the story of her journey with Jernigan's. So I guess let's start from the beginning, Julie. What led you to Jernigan's? Okay, my alopecia started in 2001, and it had gotten quite severe, and so I was 14 years into hair loss. I happened to see a doctor on the Today Show talking about it. And I'd never heard of anything, and I did a quick search, and thankfully, I live in the Triangle and had someone right here. I called Natasha. She spent a lot of time explaining everything to me. I was in before she even went over the procedure and everything. Alopecia is a very painful. It's embarrassing. I had learned every trick. Wash your hair at night. Don't comb it. It makes it three times larger. <laughs> Bunch, put it up so it bunches up. All through the sides, was basically bald on this side, and this side was thin, and I had a spot here. You can see all this has come in. So I got started right away with the treatment. I followed the doctor's orders to the letter, came in once a month, and then actually I may have done a couple extra just (laughs) just in case because I had been through so much for so many years, and I know that when you start hair loss, you need to get on it right away. But I didn't have the avenue. I didn't have the treatment. So I'm like, I got to, you know, do some extra things. And they also have at Jernigan's um, a laser helmet. It is FDA approved. And I bought that from them. And you just wear it for 20 minutes, three times a week. I do it every day. And it actually stimulates the hair follicles. So it supports what the doctor does and actually will cause your head to itch, which is stimulating the follicles. And it's a process. Hair, it takes a long time to grow. But, I mean, it had not been more than about a month. The hairdresser's like, I see little new hairs popping out over here. And so it did work, but it took um, a good bit of time for me to close up, you know, those spaces and everything like that. So I really believe in it. I know that it works. I have, when my son got to a certain age, he takes after my father who was already bald by the time he was 30. And I got him started on the treatment plan. My hair has now stabilized. I'm on maintenance. In the beginning, you do go through a series of treatments. It's not forever. Once you get your hair stabilized, it's just like anything else. You go on a maintenance plan and just do what the doctor... They are experts in the field. I know some places have picked up... A friend of mine went to a dermatologist... And she said she'd never been in so much pain in all her life. You don't have pain with them. They got all these tricks where they, <laughs> where they, when they're injecting you with the, um, and making it numb, it's, it, it's like a kind of thing. It's a machine and it distracts you and you don't even feel it. They know what they are doing. And um, so I just, I just love them a lot and would highly recommend them. 
and you want, if you want to have good results, you want to go to someone who, who's been trained in the field, who knows what they're doing, and this is where their certifications and degrees are in. And that's that's very well said. And Natasha, I want to talk about this consultation that you had with Julie yes. because she brought up two words that really struck me when she mentioned her alopecia. That's that's pain and embarrassment. And I would think during that consultation and in your job overall that those are some really motivating factors to help someone find a solution. Oftentimes people don't understand how hard hair loss is for everyone in general, in particular women, but even a lot of men, to them it's their identity, it's who they are. And understanding someone's feelings, it's something very hard. It's it's very opening to have to come in and almost lay your soul out and say, I don't know how to fix this. And I can't deal with this. I'm trying to cover my hair and I'm not, I have women that don't wanna leave the house to go to the grocery store. I have women, they're like, I can't wear a hat to my job. I, I can't do anything. What do I do? And, you know, it's, it means so much to help the people. There's a story, and I don't know how much we want to get into it, but I can tell you I remember hair loss from a young age. My mother uh, actually had passed away from cancer when I was young, but she was going through chemotherapy, and I was probably about, I don't know, four or five, six years old. I was pretty young. And my mother had lost all of her hair, as women oftentimes do, and she wore a wig. And young child, I had never seen a woman like that. And to me, it was the coolest thing in the world. And we had a big house, and there were stairs going into the basement. And she was going down a couple things. And I had a friend over. And I grabbed the top of my mom's wig because I was over here and pulled it off. And I said, look, my mom's bald. And she started crying and running away. And I'll never forget the way I made her feel that day. And I don't think anybody should ever have to feel that way if we can help it. Yeah, that's that's very well said. And that's got to be so rewarding for you to help people find solutions. And Julie, how did you decide on going with PRP? Because, you know, as we've heard, there's usually a an array of treatment options laid out. What made you want to proceed with PRP? Well, the Today Show, I don't remember her name. It was she was actually she's a physician. She was very emotional and she thought that this was a good public service. And she taught and she actually showed how, you know, it was receding and it, this sort of thing. So I thought, well, I need to check into this. I don't know what's involved. But once I talked to Natasha, she already, they already had an establishment from a couple of years. And I thought, I've tried everything else. I used to live in Greenville. I traveled to Duke. I spent money. And you may think that it's just kids, you know, that bully each other, but it isn't. You know, you're in the workplace. You want to try to look your best. And, you know, it's, People make comments and things like you just want to go through the floors. And so having her, she was like my lifeline. She was my support. I love her. She just made me feel so comfortable and that she was always there and that she would help me and explain everything. And when I'd have treatment, she'd always come in and check on me and, and everything and uh, even gave me her number so I could text her if I had questions. So just a lot of support and um, compassion, empathy. That sort of thing and once I had one treatment I'm like I'm ready to go I mean it just wasn't it wasn't that bad and you know anything you go through you know there's a little bit of discomfort or something like if you have a medical procedure when you have surgery or whatever and so um, it was just worth it and I began to see results like within like I said maybe six to eight weeks just little new hairs you know so I knew that it was working and it was um I was going to continue on with it 
And I'm so glad that I did. Take me back to that first procedure. What was going through your mind at the time, and what did you experience during that first procedure? I was excited. I'm trying to remember. It was basically painless. They they take the plasma out of your arm, so you, there's no rejection. It's your it's from your body, and it was interesting to me to watch them put it in the little whatever they call it and turn it round around. The centrifuge. Yes, <laughs> and, and everything. And they're just so professional. They just know what they're doing that you're not um, sitting there wondering what the next step is because they're kind of quick with it. And then they started doing the um, numbing, and she that machine, so it distracts you. And the lady was talking to me all the time, and she's talking to me about her kids and where she lives. So I was really just kind of distracted. And before I knew it, it was over. But I wasn't nervous. Going into it, were you were you nervous? I was excited. Or, I couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect the process to be like, or did you have expectations? I, I, I didn't really, because I, you know, I was completely clueless. I didn't really know what to expect. I've had a knee replacement surgery. I didn't know what to expect with that. Now that I do, <laughs> but um, it's just like anything else. You've, you've heard it. Well, I didn't. There was nobody even for me to talk to about it except for Natasha. It wasn't a common thing. That you could e- even really get on the internet and do a Google search like you can today. This was 2015. Yeah, the information certainly has changed in that regard. Julie, do you feel like this process has helped you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Which is why I got my son started. And he's like, well, I don't know if I need that. I'm like, well, I'm paying for it. so Because <laughs> I knew how important it was to get started. You know, what was it the doctor said? You can't grow a, a row of corn in a in an empty field or, you know, something like that. You need you have to get started while there's still hair follicles there that can be worked with and re-stimulated. And once they're gone and dead, it's, you know, it's too late. And that's why I'm so impressed because I was 14 years into my alopecia before I even started this. Is my hair as thick as it was when I was growing up? No. But would it be that way anyway? Because you do, your hair thins as you get older. I don't have any more bald spots. I don't have any embarrassment. I feel fine about my hair. I can go anywhere. Um, I don't know if I want to be on TV, but that's just because I'm shy. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who might be considering PRP, would you recommend this? Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Natasha, I want to come full circle with you. You started this journey with Julie that she's yes. she's still on. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel seeing the, the change from that first consult to where she is now? It's so nice being able to help patients, see them comfortable, happy with where they're at, not worried about going out, doing something. The ease the patients have when they say, I don't have to spend an hour and a half trying to fix my hair in the morning in the morning to try to cover my bald spots. I mean, that's a relief for people. They don't realize the anxiety it promotes in us. Mm -hmm. One was, oh, no, I'm standing on a bright light. Can you see my head? Let me move to the side. People will literally get up and move when they feel like they're underneath the light because, hey, that's shining through to my scalp. It's great having patients see their hair loss stabilized. You know, one of the first things the patients usually tell me is, I'm seeing less hair fall, and that's the first stage in the treatment of hair loss before we even get to the regeneration, if we can only even stop that hair loss so we're not that much further along a few years from now. And Dr. Baines, I want to bring you in for your perspective because you've you've worked with Julie's son. How does that feel on your end? 
Um, we get as excited in non-surgical treatments as we do surgical treatments. So the nice thing about non-surgical treatments, like Julie outlined, if we're able to re-stimulate those follicles, not only can we stop the hair loss, but we can actually see hair regrowth. So hair regrowth is probably one of the best things about working here is to be able to see that and the outcomes of that. Yeah, that has to be yeah. super rewarding on your end and on the end of the, the patient as well. Julie, thank you so much for coming in and for sharing your story. I'm so glad that we've got a happy ending here. We really appreciate your time and for being so open and candid with us. Just uh, piggyback on one thing that she said, um, and I've forgotten because it's been eight years. I don't ever think about my hair anymore. I mean, I don't worry about it. When I, you know, get up to go out or, or do anything, it's not a worry. It's not an anxiety that I have that's gone. And mm-hmm. that in itself is, is really, you know, that, that for your mental health, it's very important, very supportive. That really is. And again, I just thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story with us. And folks can go on their own journey as well and reach out. So please don't be shy about doing that. We hope that this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening to Every Hair Counts. If you'd like to learn more about PRP, check out their website at jernigans.com. If you have other questions you'd like answered on the Every Hair Counts podcast, send them to jernigans hair at aol.com.